Tweedle motherfucking D. And now, the real game begins. The superhero stuff you should know game. We are back. <laughs> it's the Big Ben Bat, and with me is... It's Andrew's thoroughly used concept art. Not to be <laughs> no, confused nothing with the unused. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Forever concept art. <laughs> We're talking about unused, but... I'm thoroughly used. You've I don't know. It's the best. It's the best idea I could think of. Uh, uh, you know, for my name today. So there it is, everybody. Yes. The we big Ben Bat. Yes, we have. What's been that used. all about? The ca- well, the big black bat is what uh, Riddler calls Batman. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. yes, who's afraid of the big Ben Bat? Not superhero stuff. You should know. As we're continuing down the concept art train, we did Batman '89. We did Batman Returns. Now, finally, we are at the Schumacher films. Here we oh, go. Shit. There is the Man. thumbnail We're that uh, Dan put together for us. Missing Zach on this one, but, uh, you know, we'll make do. He just had to go and get a kid. Yeah, he this just was. had to go get one. A fucking <laughs> ordered one from a stork. Showed up like at a, the doorstep. Like a D-bag. Yep. <laughs> so a number of what we're going to see comes from various sites that Dan uh, sort of found, and I directed him towards, so a lot of it is 1995Batman.com, uh, Daily Schumacher on Twitter, uh, mind Kidzak, uh, different release the Schumacher cut fan accounts. Everybody sort of, a lot of, especially given the release the Schumacher cut sort of uh, campaign Momentum. online. Yeah, yeah, they've all had, uh, there's this been resurgence of different concept art or deleted scenes, images of deleted scenes, things that I hadn't seen before until like the last year or so. So really cool stuff that's been uh, going around. Is this fucking like quaffed hair here on the left? He's Looks like a flock Robin. of seagulls <laughs> or something. Yeah. Something going on here. Something's man. going on with that Robin. Yeah. So that's that's quite a fucking uh, hairstyle. Quite a hairstyle. Right. Yeah. They 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 went with a lot more boring of Chris O'Donnell's hair in the final film. But uh, yeah, the concept <laughs> art shows what could have been. What would be suiting of a forty-five year old? <laughs> <laughs> Just shave his head. You get so. more conservative as you get older, <laughs> and so does your hair, unlike yes. this flock of seagulls thing. Yeah, that's when Robin was still of age, still a teenager, or at least he I, is, you know. Yeah, right. I haven't gotten more conservative, and I'm almost 40, but uh, anyway, that's another story. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Let us recap some of what we've seen before. So, the theatrical cut of Batman Forever opens in the Batcave. We covered some of the Batcave in our unmade Batcave episode, so... Check that out if you haven't already, but this is sort of the concept art with what the Batcave could have looked like uh, done by Martin Klein over here. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, And then a little bit more here from, uh, you know, the it almost looks like an even more expansive area of the Batcave over here that the uh, that the Batmobile is driving out of. So that's pretty cool. Nice. So Batman suits up, gets in the Batmobile. And as we covered in the unmade Batmobiles, the original design for the Batmobile the insane one, was by H.R. Giger. This uh, weird scissors-looking thing. It would have been here. a take. It would have yeah. been. It would have changed the Bat game for forever, for sure. Yeah. But uh, it's not my favorite, but damn, if it's not interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we have some early sketches here. Uh, you can see here Batman 3, it says written here, as well as director Joel Schumacher on there. So Batman-mobile. Um, 
Yes, the Batman Mobile. Mobile with no E on it. No, so. no E. That's, that's you know? how he All right. He didn't have time. He didn't. Uh, here's another one. I don't think we found this specific one for the, the last episode we covered this one in. So this is another find from Dan here. Uh, just makes it look even more like a, you know, like a lobster or something. It's just really weird. Some crustacean that is manifested from the from the depths of the ocean. Right, right. Yeah, it looks like a it looks like a crustacean of some yeah. sort. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so after a while, you know, we see some of these early designs, but now, you know, after Giger becomes part of it, but leaves Barbara Ling uh, and others sort of come up with different versions of the Batmobile, and they're a little bit more retro, as we can see here. This is from, again, we covered these a little bit more in depth in the unmade Batmobiles, but these look a little bit more like um, retro-futuristic types, more so than mm -hmm. what we saw in the uh, in the final movie. Uh, this is another early design, too, it looks like. We did not cover this, but Dan found this sort of weird-looking, almost like a shark-type Batmobile. I don't know where this comes from, but this is apparently a yeah, thing. Yeah, just looks like a like a futuristic train kind of with yeah. a wing on top. Yeah, it is interesting because we're about to see some other behind the scenes images where it looks like they're looking at trains as well. Okay, so oh, I think that okay. was they might have been thinking about doing something like that for a while. Obviously, they didn't stop they didn't with the that. dentist office in Japan. They went to the bullet train <laughs> exactly design as well. Gotta have some Japanese influence in this. You gotta have some of it. You know, we got the armor from Japan, so we yeah. can't just stop there. Mm -hmm. So we got that. <laughs> uh, some more stuff. Again, I said this last time, here. probably, but I like this kind of boxy one. This boxy Batmobile, except for top the left. wing. Yeah. Yeah, top left. Yeah. Yeah. I know we talked about how, like, we'd love to see if these could be turned into toys, you know? Yeah. Of this yeah. obscure cosplay, obscure custom made toys. That'd be awesome. But. It, it these are just kind of bug me because they're so close to being like cool toyetic, but uh, the the I would break that wing in a second, dude. Especially if I was oh, a yeah, kid, I could see that. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's just too fucking big, man. It's too yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, I wonder who still has these. This would be really cool to take a look and see. Uh, but moving on, though, they kind of went with the Tim Flattery design that is inspired by Giger, as you can see with the the rib cage that's exposed and stuff. I know it's not really our favorite on it but it's the one that won out it is kind of weird to see how they went from like insane giger to like retro futuristic kind of fitting in with the silver age tone to like eh, some sort of fusion you know with like yeah, the big fin compromise from the 40s. dude yeah got so, fucked up on that one. Oh well uh i also have a lithograph of the batmobile i will uh, change the viewpoint here uh on that but uh, i don't know if this is concept art uh, but it does look like uh, some sort of art of the Batmobile in the Gotham City. So uh, I think that is, I don't know, we'll have to see. That's cool. I haven't found anything on the back that specifies what it is, but uh, it's cool. I don't even remember where it comes from, honestly. <laughs> it's just one of the things I had lying around. So, no. <laughs> well, uh, you never know. Anyway, I don't have any Alfie lithographs. <laughs> This is Alfie this time around, by the way. Yes. Peanut's not acting up just yet. Yes. I don't know we'll what happens. I just fed him. He, uh, anyway. <laughs> the, the, peanut, the peanut energy transferred over. He said Peanut is not doing his job, so Alfie's got to do it in this one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He saw the peanut signal. He, yes. He responded to the peanut signal. <laughs> it's got to be an orange cat signal somewhere. Somebody's got to do it. Ben, uh, how so do you feel long. about... I got to get your opinion. I, maybe you've told me before, mm -hmm. but... This middle wing that they want to make huge as hell, or yeah. what is it? A wing? What's it? What do you call it? This middle piece. It here. Is, it's, it's it's a bit. It's a wing. It's like it's a bat wing. Yeah. 
It's too fucking big, dude. It's re- like, who thinks this is a good idea? Shave it down. Yeah, shave it down yeah. at least. I, I, I mean, I the like rest the I can. Fact that I can forgive there. almost all of it. Yeah, you like, like the you fact like that it. it's there. I like it because it's like it's from the original Batmobile. It's from the 1940s Batmobile, but it doesn't have I to guess. be. It doesn't. It can be half that size and still work. I I want it in the middle. I want it like or I don't know, maybe on the side or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just find it like three times too big. I still don't think it's as necessary. Like what's yeah. uh, what I think is necessary are the wings in the back, the two corners type of thing. You even get a little bit of that in the Batman Batmobile, right? But not quite. Yeah. But it, like it's always been there since like the 1960s show. For our aural listeners, it's like the Batman Forever Batmobile, but a lot more like what gun metal, a lot yeah, more like, like hard metal looking, um, and yeah, not the music no, style. No blue neon lights coming out, so it's just pure. It's just it just feels more Giger esque, more hard metal, as you said. Yeah, and more kind of just sturdy. It looks sturdy as hell. Yeah. Except for the big ass wing, but that's another story. <laughs> if the you body, shave the main that down, body. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you shave that down, lean a little bit more into the heavy metal influence of this, that could have been yeah. a stronger take, I think. Could have been cool. Yeah, it could have been I would yeah. be fine with it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, just like there's a new Batmobile, there's a new Gotham City. So, Barbara Ling was the production designer on this. And according to the Batman Forever official magazine, a lot of the colors were inspired by the colors of Lynn Varley on the Dark Knight Returns comic. So there's the inspiration of the, the Dark Knight Returns again. So uh, this piece is pretty close to what we would see in the movie with the outside of the bank that Two-Face robs in the beginning, as you can kind of see here, uh, at least from the composition. So These paintings are cool. really um, almost not what you'd expect. Like, they're very... Uh dreamy hazy yeah exactly uh like you know getting artsy kind of for mm-hmm. for a batman film in a sense but that's cool though i, I kind of like that this this is here I, I like this art i like i like yeah, uh, this kind of dreamy style mm-hmm. it's like looking through a foggy window kind of yeah yeah it's city. got that feel you know the people are somewhat like blurred when you look down so yes yes awesome. yes yeah it's cool so a little bit more here Different design, different style to this one, but uh, Gotham is, once again, you know, has its own character, very different character from it, from the Anton First and Bo Welch versions, but still very much has its own character in this movie. So, a uh, giant-ass statue here, <laughs> um, just right in front of the window, yeah. kind of gives it that Art sort Deco. of surreal, yeah, Art Deco surreal yeah. look. Right, right, right. So, more of this, the faces in the building. This is a little Dark City-esque. To me. Oh man, love before, Dark City. Yeah, before Dark City was out. We we talked about this in the Patreon, I think. But mm-hmm. if you guys out there are into Batman and you haven't seen Dark City, it came out the same year as The Matrix, but The Matrix overshadowed it. Um, especially if you're younger listening to this, you might not know this film. But mm-hmm. uh, go check it out. Roger Ebert's review of that year. Ebert was a big reviewer back in the '90s, <laughs> but but anyway, everybody knows him. That's our age. But he said that the director Alex Proyas should direct the next Batman film, and I don't blame him for thinking that at the time because mm-hmm. his Dark City, the city in Dark City, really is something. So go yep. check that out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then we also have this awesome piece of Batman and a Gargoyle by Sean Hargreaves. So that's pretty cool. I think that is cool. Yeah. Uh, the sort of, it's the style of the building and kind of tells the Schumacher, Barbara Ling era with that yeah. type, as opposed to the more Gothic gargoyles. 
from uh, you know Batman '89. So it's it's very much of Batman Forever, though also not what we saw in Batman Forever at the same time. So kind of weird. Yeah, a little different, but it's it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the first villain we meet in the movie is Two Face, and Two Face's makeup went through a lot of different changes. So here are some of the early test designs of it. Costume is different on this. The burns. Oh, right. The colors are, you know, they're testing different colors on that. Uh, some of this might just be also the just the, you know, the color grading of the photo or whatever. But we do know for a fact that they were playing around with, like, more horrific, darker red scarring, oh, as right. we see here yeah. uh, on it. And uh, Rick Baker was the one who was behind this, the legendary makeup artist of uh, Rick Baker for this. Right. So uh, he did say he originally did want to do the exposed eye that Two-Face has in the comics uh, <laughs> right. that they finally pulled off with Aaron Eckhart in The Dark Knight, though, through CG. But uh, they finally provided that. They, he wanted to do something with, like, a contact lens and then pulling the skin under the eye. But Tom Ailey Jones was just like, no. So <laughs> that was the end it. of that. No, they probably. I mean, they they were going so kiddy young for this one anyway. Is yeah. probably for the best, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Although if we were kids watching, we'd have been like fucking sick, That's amazing, <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is all in the book uh, Batman: The Definitive History of the Dark Knight by Andrew Farrago and Gina McIntyre, where they where they covered this interview with Rick Baker about this, as well as some of the other concept art. I'm going to show you here. Okay. Uh, so Batman does end up meeting Doctor Trace Meridian. And here are some of the costume designs of her, potentially done by uh, Gina De Domenico. Though I'm not 100% sure it's her, but um, I think there were uh, there's a lot of these types of concepts are for costumes that are like the civilian costumes. They're not like the big costumes of Batman and Robin or Riddler and Two Face, but they're just like, oh, it's Bruce Wayne and Edward Nigma and also Chase Meridian, like this type of stuff. Done in like uh, what do you like? Man, Zach needs to be here. <laughs> anyway, like watercolors, probably it in looks the like kind of fashion, yeah. yeah, fashion, um, drawing, design mm -hmm. style. You know, yeah. I think it was in the latest Cruella movie a lot. You know, if you saw that, yeah. you, you know what we're talking about. So mm -hmm. definitely, yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. Wayne Enterprises is the next thing that we're going to look at. So here are some early designs of what the Wayne Enterprises building would look like. First time that we saw the Wayne Enterprises in light you know, in live action, a Wayne Tower. So right. uh, these are some stuff, but the big ones are these. So there's almost like a day version and a night version of this piece. The one on the left, the day version, is from the uh, Andrew Farrago, Gina McIntyre book uh, that I scanned for this. And then the other one that's been going around seems to be like a nighttime version, but it's, it's still Wayne Tower that's like cramped between these two buildings with a big waterfall there. I just, I really do love this Art Deco style. To, That's cool. Uh, the Wayne Enterprises in this world. It's probably my favorite Wayne Tower. So, uh, oh really? This awesome. is your favorite ever of Wayne of the Wayne Towers in the movie. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, that's another episode coming. Best Ranking Wayne Towers. Wayne Towers. <laughs> that's a. <laughs> We're really running out of stuff to rank. We'll go. We're that. gonna get real granular here at some <laughs> point soon, man. <laughs> hey, we do have comments saying we should actually go through with ranking the different Batman logos. And I'm just like, I don't know how many we're gonna. How many we got to include there? That's a ton. But that's, maybe keep it that's to not too. That's not too granular, though, I think. That's like, that's pretty, um, I mean, the logo, that's a big deal. So I could see True. why people are, are, are wanting that one. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I mean, that one's cool, yeah. yeah. So over at Wayne Enterprises, we meet Edward Digma, who has the invention of the box. So here's some concept arts of uh, the box, the device that goes on the head. 
uh, that gets even more bulky and just makes it look like you got to find a way to put a blender on your head. It looks like it looks exactly like a blender, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's make it's makeshift, right? He's kind of yeah. doing a makeshift. Yeah. So, so it evolves yeah. over time. But uh, Batman has to leave Nigma and instead goes to the GCPD headquarters. And again, it's the first time that we've had sort of Batman arrive at GCPD headquarters on the rooftop, at least in live action. Whenever he went to visit Commissioner Gordon in the 60s show or even in the serial, it was always in Gordon's office. You never really okay. saw them meet in front of the bat signal. To be fair, he's there to meet Dr. Trace Meridian. He doesn't really end up meeting Gordon there. Gordon just shows up later in his pajamas. But uh, I do, <laughs> I really do like this GCPD rooftop as well as probably one of my favorites of the, uh, in general, if we're, if we're ranking GCPD rooftops with a bat signal on it. <laughs> That's another episode, dude. This is We're S-tier. racking them up. <laughs> this is S tier. This is a preview for that future episode, yes, man. Yes. It, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's it expansive. You know, you got the gargoyles. It feels like it's in the city. It's expansive. The bat signal's huge. Like, it's, it's great, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, so, so we go back to Wayne Enterprises in the movie, and Nigma is fits, you know, futzing around with his creation. Ends up using his boss as a guinea pig, as we have here in this concept art. Uh, Nigma's hair, man, looks like he's got like basically his side shaved and his hair just like spiky hair, just po- pointing up. He just looks the, a lot more freakish in this. They gave him a green mohawk, but it's kind of laying down, and it yeah. just look, yeah, it just looks like you know. He's off the deep end, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more of closer to what we saw in the movie that we have in this one. Uh, so similar one with ho- with Stickley sort of held hostage while they're using the box. So pretty cool. Uh, and then we go to the circus later on in the movie. This is pretty close to what it looks like too uh, in the movie. It's just still kind of done in the dreamscape type feel that uh, you right. mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. This. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then some concept art of the circus as well. I think this is another oh, one from Martin shit. Klein. So that's cool. Looks pretty yeah. good. And yeah, of course, this is, good. this is where we meet forty-five-year-old Dick Grayson, <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. Oh man! So uh, some concept art here <laughs> of him on the motorcycle. So they had they had him cast pretty early on. Uh, I mean, it seems. I don't like know it. how I don't know how early on, but this is at least like what they sketched out when like he's been cast. Let's sketch out the. Um, you know what it would look like for Let's take putting out on a, a few of the wrinkles, the crow's feet, the gray you hairs. Know, the yes. gray hairs. <laughs> He's supposed to be seventeen. Yes, the cast of thirty-five-year-old, forty-five. <laughs> so, uh, they've even got the whole Robin Redbird helmet already in this, as you can kind of see. Oh right, right, right. So that's cool. And then, How, what did you think? We never talk about this too much. Real bar- quick, yeah. Know, Chris O'Donnell's Robin. Yeah. His take on it. What do you think? Uh, I think it is. I mean, the age thing is kind of an obvious criticism of that. Yeah, so if you, a... if you just purely take the age out and pretend like, okay, if, what if he actually is seventeen to nineteen years old in these movies and stuff? Uh, I would say he's he's a lot more of the Jim Starlin, Jason Todd than the traditional Dick Grayson in terms of like mostly right. being rebellious, uh, kind of a little shit. You know, in a way, like it's they didn't necessarily make a likable Dick Grayson. Even if you kind of get his perspective in, in Batman and Robin, you're still like, eh, I don't know. I'm still siding with Clooney. <laughs> you know, on on the, on the right. disputes that Batman and Robin have, he's just they they kind of went overboard. I think in the whole like, well, he's supposed to be like a teenager. He's supposed to be rebellious, and I think they they overblow 
the rebellious side <laughs> That's right. of that. These 90s teens have gone yeah. wild. He's got an earring. He's rebellious. He, can, <laughs> yeah. he rides the motorcycle. He talks <laughs> shit to his dad. Like, okay, he's got fine. an earring. That's right. He go people yeah. crazy over that shit. It's not Chris O'Donnell's fault, of course. It never is with the with the actors. But for the characterization, I'm just like, yeah, it's not my favorite. You know, I've, I think the the older versions of Robin that we've seen in live action are still the, you know, the quintessential ones, the classic ones. Burt Ward is, is you know, yeah. pretty much synonymous with the character. And I get you want to do something different. You want to show, like, this is not your grandfather's Robin. But at the same time, I think they went overboard with making him a little right. too unlikable with that. Right. And then uh, George Clooney says, listen, dick. Doesn't he say that anymore? <laughs> he says, she wants to kill you, dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It's probably his best delivered line in the movie, honestly. The... <laughs> and, then, and then go to head, Bobble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, we're not into that movie yet, but we are back here where the Riddler is the villain. Oh, yeah. And Sorry, the yeah. Back to Batman Forever. <laughs> Two-Faces lair. We have the concept art here. Pretty cool. We've got the two-toned lair that we saw in the 1940s comics as well as the Dark Knight Returns, just kind of done in the very garish style of these movies. Mm -hmm. And then the Riddler himself. So this is one that we've shown before in our unmade versions of Riddler. Uh, our fan and patron of the podcast, Logan Wood, revised this to add in sort of Robin Williams's face to this type of thing. Oh, right. And uh, we have other ones here, too. The one on the left is with this Riddler with kind of a device thing on top of his hat is interesting. And the green is more of a, like, greenish-bluish sort of look. It al he almost looks like the spirit in the comics, actually. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Bowler hat and domino mask. Is that why? Yeah, he... yeah, blue. Yeah. He's in blue. In that, oh, in so. blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in general, the hat and the mask in, in blue sort of looks more like the spirit than the Riddler, at least with the colors right. there. Uh, and then, yeah, the one on the right was another one where he's just sitting in his chair for the box as he's sucking up Gotham's brainwaves over here. <laughs> so, what if his cable man met <laughs> this Riddler <laughs> to, to 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 help fix the TVs for the box or whatever? I'm sure uh, one of our fans, Jackson Putnam, can can do a fan edit of that. <laughs> of there must their be something because this is like a version of a TV, right? At the time, and then, mm -hmm. I don't know, Cable Man's so close in time to this, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you on this. So uh, we've got that, and then we have another sort of look at where the Riddler concept art came from. Next to we have one, a yin yang with here, a yin yang on Two Face. So he does jump out of Two Face does jump out of the helicopter with a yin yang parachute in the movie. Oh shit. So but I'm not sure why he's got one on his Oh well I actually now I now I've thought about this. In the script, when he goes to in the finale, when he tries to threaten Batman Chase of Robin down at like that girders area and stuff, it was identified that he has like a light on his head in order to okay. confront them down in the darkness. So maybe that was concept art here for when Two Face was going to confront them with that. I don't know why he's got a yin yang light though. If it's just a regular light, then sure, but I don't dude, know. they're they're trying to talk about what, dualities and shit, but it's still I you know What if he has duality to his light? It's a little too much. <laughs> east East and West are also a duality. You know, I don't I don't know. I it's don't it's weird. That far. <laughs> it's just but I mean that's the only why would they have a yin yang with two faces? That's the only thing I can think of. Because it's the you two know? it's the two colors. To, uh, I I know, I guess so, but it's just so kind of yeah, outside of... Like, Batman goes and studies 
you know, in the East and shit, so it kind of makes sense sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I don't see Two Face doing any of that shit. So I like it's fine, it's cool. I just I just wasn't expecting it. I was yeah. I haven't seen this art before. Mm-hmm. It's an, it's just an interesting kind of kind of take there. Yeah, yeah, but I I think that's where it comes from. Is okay. the uh, is that scene from the end? And I think the yin yang thing is simply just like yeah. There's two colors in that. He's two face. He'll like that. So, you know, I don't think they thought that far ahead into it. I, uh, you know, I guess, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, and then here are some early makeup tests for Jim Carrey's Riddler. You know, different material for the costume that almost looks like pajamas, and then like the Arrow Stephen Amell type thing where it looks like, or even now Robert Pattinson type of thing where it just looks yeah. like it's mainly paint around the eyes instead of a mask. Right. Yeah. They didn't go all the way with it. Yeah, but they're like, you know what? Let's just go all the way with it instead. So they gave him the mask, which I think is good for the final movie. So that was cool. I kind of wish he had the full look throughout the whole movie that he has when he first shows up in Two-Face's lair. He's got the hat on. He's got the suit and the cane, and then he kind of just gets rid of it. That's about about it. After He wears uh, the the white suit at the end. Yeah, like the sparkly diamond suit. And I'm just like, yeah, I always preferred this look. That we have here, right, right. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's probably should have said classic. I don't know why they went with a with the white Riddler suit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, we have some other props that we have here. We've got the green bat bombs that he throws in the bat cave. <laughs> uh, we've got another like TV. This is very stylized TV. If you take a look at that, the screen yeah. is got like wings on the side of the monitor and then like the box on top of it so uh that's more stuff here and then another prop with his riddles so this is the one where um uh basically we're five little items of an everyday sort you'll find us all on a tennis court so uh that's those are the riddles that he left nobody was complaining that the riddles were too easy to solve back then in 1995 but (laughs) well i think look (laughs) i don't think they were too easy in the batman but yeah I think we're on record for this. This yeah. is this is for kid. This is more for kids, so it can be easier riddles. So I mm-hmm. can see why they didn't complain then. Yes, but uh, yeah, we can talk, we can talk about that later. I think we <laughs> talked about that more in depth on the Patreon. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was getting, kind of a nice, cool concept art for one of Riddle, you know, Riddler's little presents for Bruce Wayne in the movie. Yeah, uh, and then a prop that we have here. From the Gotham Globe, Riddler and Two-Face terrorize Gotham when they start going on their crime spree. Uh, we have some other we have some other articles here that we didn't really get a good glimpse at. So it says, Batman police unable to halt rising tide of violence. Okay. So that's interesting. Police right. budget funding debate at critical stage. Commissioner Gordon urges speed. Of course, they're underfunded uh, during this time because it's supposed to be, you know, it's Batman. He's supposed to be around. So, of course, the police have to be inept. Uh, Urban Renewal in Gotham City. It says, is there a box in your future? Nigma tech buyers say yes as Gotham sales skyrocket. So, you know, Nigma is rising up when it comes to his sales. Nobody knows that he's actually Riddler. And it also says four guards severely beaten. Uh, One million stolen in casino robbery. So that kind of creates the whole, um, that creates basically the, the, it ties into the whole scene where he's like, he has Two-Face to tell him to punch a guy. Okay. So. Uh, that's cool. all connected here. And, uh, yeah, this is one from the Farago book of, uh, the Enigma Tech. It's from Claw Island when it's being built and Edward is giving the speech there. Is uh, it's pretty much exclusive to that book. I've not find, found this anywhere else, but we kind of have uh, a rare look at non-Riddler version 
of uh, Nigma during the time that he's the Riddler giving a speech here. But it looks like the design was pretty close to what they got for the Nigma Tech Claw Island anyway on this. So uh, with the green and the globe and the, the giant ass blender at the top. <laughs> you blend your mind. Yes. <laughs> so, oh man. Okay. Yeah, it looks yep. cool. So it's colorful. It's uh, some of the other ones were really well. I guess they, they needed to be, but they mm-hmm. were a little little bit less colorful. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So yeah, we have gotten. I know we kind of sped along on stuff, guys. This is mostly concept art. I know there is a lot of deleted scenes. There are things that exist for that, but there's so much of that because we had to, we did a whole episode of that for 1989. We're definitely having a whole episode on that for Batman Forever. So. Uh, be patient, we'll have that for another episode, but this is purely for concept art for this one. So uh, with that, we have Edward Nigma has become Riddler. Dick Grayson is now being adopted, even though he's 45 years old. Uh, <laughs> he's got a conservatorship. Movie, yeah, Bruce Wayne has <laughs> got a conservatorship <laughs> over Burt Ward. Not oh Burt Ward. Uh, Chris O'Donnell. Uh, Dick Grayson. Yeah, Chris, yes. o- Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well anyway uh we will continue the dive free into the dick concept art. <laughs> hashtag free, hashtag free dick uh, we will continue <laughs> the dive into the concept art uh after the break after we take a look at this claw island stuff when we come back it's time to tap in with the hyperx quadcast s microphone the stunning hyperx quadcast s features dynamic customizable rgb lighting a convenient tap-to-mute sensor, and four selectable polar patterns, so we can broadcast crystal-clear audio whether you're gaming, streaming, podcasting, or impressing your remote colleagues and classmates. So what are you waiting for? Join the Quad Squad and tap in today with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. Come on in. What can I get you? Sure, I've heard of Hair of the Dogcast. They're that podcast about video games and beer. From the latest gaming headlines to diving deep into the games of yesterday to sampling and reviewing craft beer from all over the world, Hair of the Dogcast is here for the gamer and beer lover in all of us. Available weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Take a time machine back to before the world went to hell around the year 2000. The 80s and 90s were so rad. The movies, the music, the TV, the games? That's what I want to talk about. If you're cool enough, join us and listen to Less Than 2000, because that's all we talk about. Adam and Chad live Less Than 2000. Lord have mercy, y'all. Do you like hounds? Do you enjoy pooches? Do you find yourself enjoying time spent with that of canines? Talking about dogs, y'all. As you might have heard... Superhero Stuff You Should Know has now teamed up with BarkBox. For every month, you get a box for your special canine. Pooches. Or hounds. That's right. One free extra month if you go to BarkBox.com slash SuperheroStuffPod. Follow the link and you'll get a free extra month valued at $35 and valid for all multi-length plans. So get the BarkBox for your hound, for your pooch, for your canine. Your doggo will thank you. Support for Superhero Stuff You Should Know is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Johnson's Ballsack. Yes, that's back for our longtime listeners. Johnson's Ballsack at Manscaped 
Com. If my math is correct, you'll be serving 8 million balls. That's right. Now listen up, everyone. If you want the Bruce Wayne lifestyle, the billionaire playboy lifestyle, then you've got to shave. And we're not talking about your face. We're talking nose hair, armpit hair, pubic hair. When Bruce Wayne goes out with Silver St. Cloud, he doesn't have nose hair sticking out of his nostrils. When he's working out in the cave, he doesn't have armpit hair sticking out under his sleeves. And after he's gone down on Catwoman, because yes, that's canon, and she's going down on him, Bruce doesn't have a huge forest of pubic hair to get in her teeth. He manscapes. And if you want to be like Bruce Wayne, then get manscaped through us. I've personally been using Manscaped for years before they sent us these products for the podcast, and I know from experience that they're the ones I trust to reduce nicks and keep everything groomed down there. Now the Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Now, the Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave or if you're shaving in the darkest pits of the Batcave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code Johnson's Ballsack. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code Johnson's Ballsack. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now back to the show. And we are back to continue discussing the unused Batman Forever concept art. We left off at Claw Island. So here is the big ass lair that uh, Riddler uses that rises up from the sea. Uh, that's also described as being, you know, holy, full of holes, you know, by Robin later on. Just so they could do that. <laughs> great. Throw back great, into the man. 1960s show. That's that's great, man. Yes. <laughs> Why are you but talking yeah. like that? Pretty close. <laughs> Didn't he get checked? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to. I don't you want are to be going your conservator. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't want to be your conservator anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on though, we do have. So, what the hell is this? This is actually, man. Uh, this is Chase Meridian's apartment. Top ten Chase Meridian apartment. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, it does it does definitely have its own design and stuff. It's definitely creative. There's like a mural in the back that you can see that's like this painting. Um, I don't really remember that in the movie. Uh, I do remember there's like a lot of her stuff is covered in like drapes and stuff just because like she recently moved in. Uh, right. Of course, it's at the top of a balcony because that's where Batman shows up for sexy time later on in the movie. <laughs> that's so, right. Uh, that's it. But yeah, this... <laughs> This just looks like a random ballroom in a hotel, more so than someone's apartment. But, you know, this is part Dude, of the fantasy of Batman Forever. Not cozy at all, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, uh, Chase Meridian is loaded, apparently, in this. So They were paying a therapist. She was a therapist, right? What was she? Yeah, she's a yeah. psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. They were paying psychiatrists a lot in the 90s, man. I mean, remember Frasier. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they were loaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frasier versus Chase, Dr. Chase Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure Fraser's going to win on that one. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> well, I, well, in terms of money, probably no. But in terms of how well they treat patients, oh, actually, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Prowess. Yes. Uh, next is the Nygma Tech Party. Uh, they definitely had a lot more extras than what we see here, but obviously this is just for the concept art on it. Yeah. Stayed pretty true to that you got the giant blender in the center too and and you've got the the skylight that batman's going to crash through on that uh and uh, we also now have different costumes that were done for what all the whole cast would look like at the party so we got both bruce and edward in their matching tuxes and stuff to sort of create that dynamic of them uh wearing the same stuff and that edward trying to replicate the look of bruce wayne right down to the mole right Right. So, again, I think this is also from Gina DiDomenico because I think I got this from her Instagram. Oh, that. cool. So, uh, she posted these around the time that Joel Schumacher passed on, so it was kind of a tribute to him oh, shit. that these okay. were released. Uh, we got a look at Chase Meridian on the left, uh, both in like a pants, like like a business suit. I was about to say pants suit, but she's not wearing pants uh, type of thing. And um, we got Edward in a brown suit on the right, which could be from a different Claw Island scene. Um, probably not from the big party because it seems like the party right. he would be in a tux or something. So right, right, right. That's from uh, the Nigma Tech party there. And uh, next up is an interesting thing. So we've talked about this before on that, but for those who are just new to us, just listening in or watching, this has been going around a lot, saying it's the Michael Keaton Batman Three costume, claiming that this was for Tim Burton's version of Batman Three. But in reality, if we take another look, that's closer to it. It's pretty much the sonar suit on Michael Keaton. And uh, it's actually shown on Jose Fernandez, the, the guy who sculpted it. It's on his Ironhead Studios page under Batman Returns. However, if you basically find this photo that Dan found for us, oh, shit. it's him sculpting it. Uh, it's the sonar suit, definitely. It's still Keaton's likeness. But next to the Keaton sort of, you know, maquette, is the Batmobile designed by Tim Flattery for Batman Forever. So this is definitely for Batman Forever right now. Otherwise, okay. how would they have that? Uh, and, as you might notice, up above Keaton's head are trains. They got the trains. Yeah, the look trains at that. They, yeah. they want that to inform their aesthetic, I yeah. guess. So yeah. uh, that's that's where they came in. So I'm not surprised when we see like the look of the Batmobile earlier on in this episode. I'm like, oh, it's kind of like a train. And then you see this, and I'm like, well, I guess that's where that comes from. They must have been looking at that. So, yeah, so, yeah, sense. for reference, yeah, as a, mm -hmm. a theme for their overall aesthetic, you know, it was one of the influences. It's it's pretty cool to see that. 
It's cool he was doing like a miniature. I wonder if this was like pre-production or after. I guess it was probably pre, but this is not... As far as I know, anyway, this isn't done a whole lot when they do a, like a, just a miniature for it. Yeah. But this is also before people are really using Photoshop like they are now, too. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe this is this was the this was the concept design in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So, so this yeah. is definitely sometime in the production. I don't know. I, th- I mean, at this point, if they've already designed the Batmobile, I'm pretty sure they already know Keaton's not coming back on this. So maybe there was just that was already yeah. there. Uh, yeah, maybe or whatever. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, the sonar suit was written into the first draft by Lee and John Scott Batchelor, uh, you know, who were hired by Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher, uh, with Burton passing on the torch to Schumacher for this. So uh, it was definitely for the Schumacher vision of this, because Burton pretty much left before he had any ideas. The sonar suit carries over into this art by Gary uh, Siccarelli uh, on it. It does look pretty cool in this compared, like in the movie, it is very like bright chrome in a lot of places, but when it's colored yeah. black like this or slightly bluish, it's got a cool look to it. So we do like this. Uh, Looks like he's like riding on a beam of light. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Surfs his way into any of the yeah. crimes that happen. Batman versus Silver Surfer, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm sure they've had something like that for uh, all the amalgam, well, not amalgam, but DC versus Marvel. They did Batman and Spider-Man, right? And yeah, amalgam and I also comics? have a... Um, I don't know what they call them, these crossovers, because Amalgam is when they, it's, an, it's a literal Amalgam, you know, Dark Claw and stuff. Oh, yeah. Wolverine and Batman, but I don't know what they call the crossovers, but yeah, there's definitely, there's the Batman Spider-Man one I haven't read, and then I have Batman Daredevil. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, I haven't that had makes a more sense. Yeah, but the, the, yeah. it exists. So that's cool. I definitely want to check that out when I get the chance. Spider-Man so. and Nightwing, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, better pairing there. I'd be curious... To see Peter Parker meet Jimmy Olsen. Oh shit! <laughs> Let's go take pictures, buddy, in the park. Yeah. And Peter sort of like uplifts Jimmy Olsen, where Jimmy's like, "I'm nothing," and Peter's like, "Ah, uh, God you know. damn, your f stops are incredible." <laughs> <laughs> Aperture. <laughs> they talk. They go Camry geek for a moment. Oh yeah, I can see that. So, uh, continuing on, there is the reveal of the cave beneath the cave, which we showed in the uh, unmade Bat Caves. And while they're there, Batman and Alfred end up meeting a new character, who, of course, is Robin. So, here we go. Here's the full look of the Flock of Seagulls version of Robin. <laughs> what is going on here, man? This so, is just ridiculous. Just look dude. at that hair. Like, the, for the most part, the costume seems to have carried over into the, the movie. Uh, codpiece looks humongous on this because they were pattering after Ward. Ward. That's a a Burt Ward influence, bro. Uh, Mask is completely different. It looks like there's like almost like a mask, but with no top to it in a way because it covers not just his eyes and nose, but also the sides of his cheeks too on this. It's like a Batman cowl, right? Kind of looks like it, Except for the hair popping out. Yeah, it looks... It almost looks... Like, they're just like, ah, Domino Mask isn't good enough. We need to sort of do this 90s redesign and give them this cool-ass mask type of thing. But yeah, they decided to go traditional with that, somewhat traditional on that, so that's good. Uh, so in contrast to that, we have another early design here, uh, even more traditional. They decided to go Dracula with his collar on this. Oh, just right, look at that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, there's that. It's okay. 
Still yeah. got some Burt Ward happening here too. Definitely. <laughs> um, I don't know what's up with his hair either. This one, the other one's flock of seagulls. This one is just full beetles. I don't know. It's like a, it's kind of like a bowl cut kind of yeah. a deal. It's better. It's better than the other one. <laughs> With this Very hairstyle true. and this like the red tunic mm-hmm. and even tights, actually, it's got like a medieval vibe. Which is cool, yeah. With the yeah, whole Robin yeah. influence, I mean, yeah, Robin Hood influence. I should. That say. is true. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it works. Uh, then we're going to look at some concept art for the Batwing and Batboat. Though these are pretty close, you know. We carry over that sort of Giger, uh ribcage type of look to this type of stuff. So it's the Batwing. It's cool. It's not as good as the Burton one, but it's still cool. It's better than what it's- came after. It's okay, yeah. I, and the the fact that it's hanging upside down yeah. like a bat is yeah. so cool. There needs to be like you know those bottomless pits he has, like those you know what I mean. Yeah, in the bat that's cave. true. just over the lake. Yeah, then it just like has enough room to drop down and um, you know, take off that way, which would be a hell of a takeoff every time. But it's Batman, so who gives a fuck? You know, <laughs> trivia fact: bats cannot just take off. They like if they land on the ground, yeah. they have to bust their ass up and climb up. But mm. they they have to kind of uh, glide from a high position. So that's what I was thinking Makes when sense. I saw this. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they cannot just flap flap and get their ass off the ground. <laughs> now that you mention it, I'm kind of wondering how the fuck does he get this thing out of the cave in the version of the movie? If it's like right above the body of water, I'm guessing what happens is he like grapples into the cockpit or no 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 he the thing lowers it into the water and then he just takes off in the water or something it's a water takeoff i guess i forget i forget how like it takes right off next, in the movie it's like he, well we don't see the takeoff conveniently okay so okay. but it's like right above like it's very close to the bat boat so i'm like eh, i don't know but you know it's just there for aesthetic reasons not necessarily because it, it's practical on this because it's not i mean yeah it's it's not practical but it's uh it's cool, yeah. If we if we just had it go go into the abyss and then kind of swoop up, that would have been kind of cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, the bat boat again, carrying on the uh, Flattery's inspira- inspired Giger inspired take on these vehicles. Still got that big ass fin, <laughs> the big ass you know, wing. On a boat, I I, I kind of I don't sense. know what it is. I'm kind of yeah. Like I still want it smaller, mm-hmm. but it's less. It bothers me less. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it's all open air as opposed to just picturing the Batmobile trying to drive under a bridge. Dude, fucking doesn't meet 14-foot clearance or whatever. It's just... It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the yeah, with the boat, it's a little better, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> some more designs here of all the vehicles, the Batmobiles, oh, Batwing. Look at that thing. It's yeah. like 20 feet in the air, dude. <laughs> That's true. One of the top. It's, way, <laughs> it's, just so, it's just so much, dude. <laughs> I made sure this goes right under every single bridge. The lowest bridge in Gotham is only 15 feet. So, can people comment? How do you feel about this? Because this it just bugs the hell out of me, mm. and I'm pretty sure it did when I was a kid as well. Like this is just not <laughs> not what you want to do, especially in something so geared towards kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's even I didn't I forgot about this. There's even one on the Batwing. Yeah, it's a it's a little better there too. Yeah, again, open air. You don't have to think about the bridges. Yeah, yeah. The the 
the wing folds are kind of cool. It doesn't bother me that much. Yeah. Still, nothing beats the Burton one, but this is all right. Yeah, this is number two. It's an easy number two. It could be number two, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... After Burton, it's like the only other one that's still shaped like a bat. That's true, man. I'm going to be interested <laughs> to see what Reeves does, but Reeves will just fucking paint a Cessna black. and then, You know what I mean? Like, you'll really, like... Uh, Low key, like yeah. you did with his car. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting. So this is an oil painting version of Wayne Manor above the entrance where the bat boat comes out of the bat cave. That's cool. So really cool looking. Could almost just you put that in a museum, but fits right in. So it is cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Very dark, grim. Looks yeah. like it's at dawn or dusk. Another take on it here. Uh, this the back one's of even Wayne better. Manor. Yeah. The back of Wayne Manor, and then uh, the bat boat comes out of that hole into the water so it's cool definitely yeah. moving on this is two face playing battleship uh that we saw in the movie that's right that's right <laughs> concept art by james carson <laughs> on that pretty close it's it's pretty close <laughs> they really <laughs> wanted to have as many tie-ins as possible man oh yeah that's true um i don't remember if there was a battleship batman forever edition actually you would think that it was like a missed opportunity if they didn't do that yeah, right. They probably they probably had some talks and they fell through or something. Yeah. It's like, we'll let you do it in the movie, but after what happened yeah. last time with Penguin oozing black bile out of his mouth, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with this one. Yeah. Uh, does, doesn't even say you sunk my battleship? Yeah. Riddler, Riddler does. says it? Yeah, Riddler yeah. says that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then we move on to the Claw Island uh, hideout. So, this is another take on, you know, this is supposed to be Riddler getting all the information from the box and also presumably where the finale would take place where he's in that big chair and about to, you know, confront Batman and stuff right. and have Robin and chase hostage. So that's pretty cool on that with the different, the green and the basically the big hydraulics, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So Riddler gets defeated, Two-Face dies and Riddler ends up at Arkham Asylum. So this is an early storyboard of Arkham. And here, of course, after this is the big concept art the amazing concept art of that Arkham Asylum, a place of healing, as Zach would say, uh, when we uh, went over that. So. Right. It looks satanic as hell. I mean, <laughs> it's like red and black, and it's got like, what, these like goat heads on it? Is that literally a fucking goat head? They did not Kinda bury the lead they here, They look man. like Satan. Yeah. I, <laughs> this is it's, definitely more demonic than what's in the movie, but the movie still is pretty hardcore with this. They they really like wanted to make this a satanic kind of a thing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we did use this for our thumbnail for the uh, ranking of the Arkham Asylums. This is still number one, you know. This is definitely yeah, it's cool. One. Yeah, definitely cool. Mm -hmm. uh, next up is sort of a Gotham skyline that I think is was done for merchandising. I don't think this is concept art for the movie, but I think it was done for merchandising later uh, on that. So. That's pretty cool. Uh, we're kind of moving into an interesting territory here that we we sort of dabbled in with the previous ones, but we got a shit ton for this one, which are the concept art for Batman gadgets. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So you guys thought we were done already with this episode. <laughs> Au contraire. No, we yeah. finished the movie, but we're on to the different Think gadgets. again. Yes. Keeping you guys on your toes. So uh, this uh, these are versions of the utility belt. Uh, they decided not to go with the yellow or the brass version that we got from the Burton movies uh, and instead went with something something much sleeker, though also something where you're just like, how does he fit anything in that? Dude, but, this, isn't, you know. this is too pared down. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, this is a little bit. This is losing all the utility and the utility belt. Yeah, it's mostly just you know I mean? belt. <laughs> There's no peanuts. Yeah. Peanut showed up for a half second. All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we got more here. I think this is for the buckle of the belt. Uh-huh. Uh, this is like what's behind the bat buckle. So that's interesting. Ranking uh, the utility belts. <laughs> Coming soon from superhero stuff you should know. Ooh, this one would be... I don't know. I'd give it a D probably. I don't love it. Yeah, yeah. I don't love it either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this, these are the bat cuffs, which we briefly see in the movie when he's like gathering the different weapons. They have a stamp really here, director it. approved, actually. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to see, it would have been cool to see him use them on the thugs or he just brings them into the bedroom with Chase later on. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> that, that's I don't true. think he really uses these. <laughs> they do that in the comics ever. Uh, I'm sure at some point there's been something <laughs> implied. <laughs> exactly. I mean, dude. He's got the ropes, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty. Top bat kinks. She's like, tie me up. And he's like, okay, first off. And he fires the grappling gun just so that the rope comes out. They fuck upside down, bro. Oh, man. All right, well, <laughs> we'll put that in a black label book. Somebody, We had a comment saying that I should write a black label book. So uh, that's going in, I guess. Yeah, man, upside down and then... He just says, you know, bats can't flap their wings and fly off from take off off the ground to the. <laughs> just <laughs> just says, a bat facts as foreplay. <laughs> bat facts no after when he would be. Uh, <laughs> oh, afterwards. <laughs> in his moment of clarity. <laughs> uh, moving further. This is like. The, <laughs> moving uh, on. This is the, like a settling torch that he uses on the chain. Uh, okay. Yeah. The bank vault. So. Uh, very compact, so that's cool. Director approved that's a cool, again. This is from Sharper Image, so. <laughs> uh, we need that director approved stamp. It's, need it's the got director approved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, this looks like this is like the grapple that's used underwater, according to the pictures next to it. Mm, yeah, it looks uh, like it, yeah. To, to uh, save Dick, or maybe it's... Uh, actually, no, yeah, it's some sort of grapple underwater. Uh, these are batarangs. He used these in the finale when he gives the whole riddle of the whole, like, you know, I see without seeing type mm. of thing. So silver batarangs, uh, on this, uh, we're, we got to rank the batarangs at some point too. I was, Jesus. dude, I was just thinking that, <laughs> but I mean, not, but yeah, I fucking, I, yeah, like I love the batarangs. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we're going to be busy, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Next one. <laughs> yeah. The, it's like, they're like Shuriken. I love them. They're great. Yeah. 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 Actually, uh, Nolan's going to be up there for that because it's just so ninja star like. They're the Shuriken ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think my favorite might. My favorites are probably Burton and Affleck's. Burton and Snyder's. On those, I would say. Okay. Uh, for the batterings. So, a little preview there. Uh, I think this is a yeah. grapple watcher again. So, that's cool. Um,. Scaleful size, yeah. So this is another one of him holding it. We see wheel the... ass, a wheel, wheel assembly, <laughs> wheel assembly. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I wheel ass the fuck... gun. I didn't know what was going on here. Wheel you ass goo gun. <laughs> An ass wheel goo assembly. Gun. <laughs> that does not sound great. Uh, next one is clamp ended bat cable. Okay, so more like grapple type stuff. I guess at some point mm. we'll rank the grappling guns too. 
bro. On this, I mean, this realistically though, maybe we just tie all this in with the utility belt episode. Yeah, probably ranking ranking the belts plus their uh, what's in them, you know, design and everything. It could be cool. It'd be fun. I think we ultimately we have our finale. If we just just get tired of ranking everything, we'll just have a big finale where we just have everything that we put S tier and merge it all into like one Batman movie. So it's like this S tier Batcave has this S tier Batman with this S tier Bat suit with this S tier utility belt in it, like that type of stuff. Okay. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. The all the 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 ultimate S tier Batman. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, that would be sweet, bro. I'm not sure what this is. Um, let's see here. This is clamp ended bat cable. So I guess it's another. Uh, I don't know how many fucking grapples this guy has. This is this another movie. example to me <laughs> of like being overthought. Yeah, I know, right? Because this it's, is too much. At first, it just kind of looks like he's got um, like karambits or something. Oh, you know? right. Yeah. But Th- obviously not. <laughs> not for me. This is a toy yeah. that I w- would have gotten and. Like for Christmas, maybe, and not by my aunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after the Kyodai Ken stuff. No, but uh, <laughs> I just, Perhaps just this will I, work instead. I wouldn't have gotten this by my. I wouldn't have wanted this on my own. I mm. think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't scream Batman to me. Yeah. Right. It. It's a little sci-fi in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess these are similar. Some of these, yeah. Some of these, I'm not really sure what they are on it. Uh, <laughs> if you get, if you don't know immediately, it's a little bit like <laughs> okay. This is why you know? this is why they're not that that memorable, uh, yeah. or they weren't featured that much in it. Uh, this is Two Faces bomb detonator gun during the circus. Okay, okay. So got the uh, yin yang on here as well. That's true. Look at that. This Two Face was obsessed with yin yang. We just didn't realize it. It's about the duality of uh, this is a '90s bro talking about Two Face. Yeah, it's I know. a '90. It's a, it's a duality <laughs> of the universe, and he's like a duality in the universe, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, the uh-huh. depth of Batman Forever. It's so uh, deep, bro. It's yeah. fucking, you don't even know, man. <laughs> Pass me uh, that '90s weed. This is this is Two Face's gun that I think he uses to to try to blow up Batman when it's the scene where he comes out of the fire. I think that's where this comes in. Okay, cool, yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, and these are, like, the merchandise art type stuff, I think. Right. Uh, this looks like Jorge Luis Garcia Lopez uh, on this. So, again, the sonar suit looks cooler in this art than it does in the movie to me. This whole black yeah. and blue look as opposed to just, like, the chrome. You know, the chrome right, just doesn't right, feel right. Batman-like to me. Um, same thing with Robin. The colors on the Robin, that just looks a lot more Robin to me. He nailed it. Colors. Yeah, it's, it looks pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So they pulled that off well. Uh, Two Face and Riddler, of course, on it. So yeah, I definitely remember this type of style of the art for a lot of the merchandise. You know, there the were like I had the coloring book. I had you know action figures. I had, this is this is prime. These are my my prime Batman fandom in elementary school was for this movie. So, oh right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. This I like that they have like the colors listed. This is like painter's notes or something. Ah, uh, yeah, that's probably you so know? that everybody like nobody fucks up with a different color. If you're let's like, stay on the same fucking page yeah. with these colors, please. You know, same this palette. is a mm. yeah. This is one thing I've noticed at my work too. Is uh, even the painters I've seen painters do this. Um, sometimes people, and not not wrongfully so, but people will have maybe this perception that artists are like whoa or mouth there and just like kind of not organized and i don't know it's kind of like a messy disheveled kind of thing 
like with your people's perceptions of artists sometimes. Mm -hmm. But from what I've gathered, I don't know why I thought that, but hopefully I'm not the only one. But anyway, it's a perception. It's It's a stereotype. It is a stereotype, right? But in reality, many are extremely organized and Mm -hmm. get this stuff like this kind of thing ready and prepared for other artists that might take over the painting job or whatever, you know, especially for this type of work, like this type of work, you're you're not just working in a vacuum. You have to, you're part of corporate in a way. You're part of a system. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not going to be the last to paint this thing. And you, Mm -hmm. you got to just get things prepared for the next guy or girl that's going to take it over, you know? Exactly. That's what that's that's what it made me think of. Maybe that's mm-hmm. different. This, but I'm that's he made this for some reason, so it seems right. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm just like this. It makes sense that all the different versions that I saw of the merchandise, like the colors, are all kind of the same, like this. Yeah, especially with something like color. Thing. Colors mm-hmm. like you know endless amounts of combinations, so you really have to tell people exactly what exactly what paints you you used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Let's see, we have, like, this is more like licensing type art and stuff of the different vehicles, but uh, kind of what we did with the Batman 89 concept art episode, we're going to move into the sort of promotion, the advertisement, the posters and stuff. So the posters nice. obviously very important. Um, so this says B3, nice. which indicates that they were trying to basically market this originally as Batman 3. So you see B3. In these posters, we have this one Whoa. where, like, yeah, like the three is like made up of of Batman and his cape, sort of mm. forming the three. Um, so that's really interesting as a logo. Uh, way more gothic than this movie is uh, in the movie, but they're just fucking around. <laughs> that's and true. Playing with stuff. That's true. Yeah, this just looks way more hardcore than what the movie actually is. This so. artist never read the script, probably. You know, yeah. they gave him some notes and, hey, fuck around with B and 3 real quick, you know? Yeah, this artist was on his, like, sixth rewatch of Batman Returns. Is like, this is exactly what they want. Yeah. exactly the type of movie they need. I loved Gushmouth. <laughs> Penguin. My favorite. <laughs> he squeezes the toy where all the bile comes out. <laughs> he loves it, dude. Uh, <laughs> this guy loved that, man more of it there's like a giant bee that's like 3d and then the three on top and then batman's like standing on top of the three that's weird we got like a giant question mark that's also part of a cape uh, in front of the they, batman 3. you know this looks like um oh man a castlevania font um yeah, ben, you're yeah, a l- right. little bit less familiar with video games you know castlevania yeah 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 it looks like that definitely looks yeah like that. A little bit like that, yeah, kind of medieval type of vibe. Batman Three, yeah, Symphony little, of the Night. Yeah, exa- yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, it's fucking. Uh, it looks like that for sure. Yeah. A lot darker than what we ended up getting. Yeah. So instead, we got Batman Forever, and so we have a lot of work from John Alvin here, of uh, the different concept art. But I, I guess it seems like in contrast to Batman Eighty Nine, where they were just like, yeah, Michael Keaton's likeness cannot be in the poster. This one was just like, yeah, everyone's likeness has to be in the poster. That's true. We got everybody here. We got Val what a Kimmer, weird deal for Jim Carrey, Keaton. Tommy Lee Jones, Chris O'Donnell, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Everybody's here. Bro, so this one on the left is cool, and I'd love for Mondo to take a hit at this. Mm, yeah. You know Mondo posters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This would be cool. I, I love their Man of Steel poster. Have you seen that one? You know what I'm talking about? Which one is it? 
uh, it's it's like he's doing like that classic, um, <laughs> you know, Superman looking down at Earth kind of flight. I don't know. It's a it's a classic pose he has. Is mm-hmm. in space. Yeah. Uh, and it there was like a silver, I think, variant or something. And mm. oh, dude, there's probably so much money now, but I should have gotten that when it came out. It's such a good poster. But anyway, to if they, oh, dude. Yeah, Mondo, if you're out there, make this one on the left. Do a yeah. better version of this. It'd That'd be, be cool. so cool. Yeah. It's cool, yeah. Uh, we have some other stuff from here from John Alvin. Similar things, uh, but the one on the right is the closest that we got mm-hmm. from uh, basically to the final poster. Are that the bat signal on the top left, Batman sort of draping his cape over and then you've got all the other characters in the cape and then the bottom right is room for the title and everybody who's involved with the movie mm-hmm. um people have brought up one interesting thing though is that the cowl in the batman forever poster is the regular panther suit cowl the one from the rest of the movie but the gauntlet the glove is from the sonar suit oh shit okay yeah because it's, it's not quite the same because like the panther suit has the regular um you know, the fins, the regular spikes that come up the three. But the oh, right. sonar suit doesn't. It has almost like a shark fin type look to it. Right. So this is technically a a, 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 mis- a mixed up version of the bat suit in the poster. I've never even thought about that. But yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So kind of interesting on that. Now, because I, I do have, Andrew knows I got the poster right here. Uh, yeah. in the Batcave with Janet Bachelor's signature. And whenever I look at it, I, I can't unsee it once that was pointed out to me. <laughs> because of the shark fins, I'm just like, yeah, that's part of a different suit. But And if he, yeah. if he saw both suits, mm-hmm. th- th- that what's striking about that, now that you p- mention it, is like mm-hmm. that probably was really intentional. That wasn't like uh, we got early concepts and we just kind of fucking around. And, you know, it's, you know, this is. Yeah. That yeah, that's the artist just being like, "fuck it." You know, I think yeah, on I purpose. They're, they're like, "this cowl looks better, but this glove or this basically this forearm looks way better for the specific poster." Maybe they thought this looked better than the three spikes coming out because it just it covers that area as opposed to having that space in between. And even you did not notice this. I did not until until later. It was pointed out to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think yeah, it was pointed right. out to me maybe like a year or two ago too. It was it was pretty it, it was I think it was definitely in between when we recorded the Batman Forever deep dives into the script. Okay. Or like four parter uh, yeah, on yeah. that. <laughs> look at look at us now. We're back to it uh right. two years later. But uh it's it was definitely in between that time, between back then and now. It was pointed out and now I can't unsee it when I look at the poster in this room. Uh yeah, I would have never I would have never thought about that, but mm-hmm. yeah. It's interesting, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, and then a little more on the John Alvin stuff. Um, and uh, t- They got, chose the right one, except for the other did. one that I like, the, Mon- yeah. the one that should be Mondo. I think maybe that was just too, like, it was 1995. They weren't ready for that style. Too busy, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But yeah, they went with the right one, I think. Yeah. Uh, so he, this is interesting. Dan decided to pull this up for us. These are trading cards. They are the Fleer Ultra cards uh, on it. So they've got an interesting style here. The colors are definitely uh, not what was in the movie. So like Robin's suit is much brighter. Batman's is more purple on this. Uh, But yeah, these are kind of just general images of Batman and Robin going around. uh, And then them fighting Riddler at this one point. You've got 
basically something we didn't get to see in the movie, which is Riddler in the outfit with the bowler hat uh, and the cane fighting Batman in the sonar suit. They right. wore those at different times in the movie. Uh, right. You've got Robin fighting uh, like a thief with like a bandana over his mouth, which, again, obviously didn't happen in the movie because Robin only showed up to fight Riddler and Two-Face at the end. Um, so right. interesting glimpses here of something that we never really got to see because, you know, Batman and Robin didn't really get a lot of screen time together and fighting together in this movie. And when they did, it was Batman. It was Kilmer's Batman in the sonar outfit. It was not in the regular, um, it was not in the regular Panther suit and stuff. Uh, more stuff here of Riddler attacking Batman with the cane while Robin leaps into action to help out, uh, down below, Batman and Robin, this is interesting with the Bat-Computer, because that does not look like the Bat-Computer in the movie. Um, again, they're just making shit up, you know? They're just like, eh, we're yeah. just a loose tie-in. So, I get it. Um, Batman and Robin yeah. do not look like they're going to fit into that Batmobile. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> they're going to sit in his lap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they're just, they modeled it off of, like, a toy Batmobile or something, and just did not put Batman and Robin to scale, because I'm just like, you're not going to fit in that. Get in the cockpit, dick. Um, <laughs> There's only one seat. <laughs> Did you? Do you have these cards? I don't have these cards. I, I mean, I've seen them before, but uh, I, I never had these cards. I had the regular trading cards, um, and Zach sent some over to me, too, as a gift um, mm. uh, a while back. But the, usually those are just the regular trading cards of, like, different images and stuff. This, however, is different. Um, like I remember... I had the Fleer Marvel ones. The they were mostly X Men, I think. Uh, in yeah. the '90s, they were so cool. And I brought them to school one day, probably in like fifth grade, maybe mm. six. No, no, no. It could have been maybe seventh. Anyway, uh, some somebody like made fun of me. Like, do you have? Did you have? Super, this is the next day, I guess. Did you have superhero cards at school? Like, you know, saying I was lame. And then I was, yeah. and then I, 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 just, I lied. I was like, no, I would <laughs> never bring that. <laughs> Decades later, here we are on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you would never, well, I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't have fucking, I don't know what's happening in schools right now, but probably much more accepted than it was in 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's so mainstream now. It's sort of like weird to cry against that. You know, like look at what happens whenever like Scorsese's just like doesn't like Marvel films. Everybody on Twitter is just like, you know, like eh, like and criticizing him for that type of stuff. Like it's just it's so in the mainstream now that yeah, it's just yeah. not gonna happen anymore. It yeah, it's so weird. It it's just really like just so different from how we grew up. Like you kind of had to hide it. Yeah. And, well, I mean, yeah, kind of. A kind little of, bit. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, some more here of that. What do we got here? We got Robin helping Batman up. Um, and then what's we that, got... What's on the lower left where he's the... Oh, that's not some... That's just the background? <laughs> that's just part of the background, but I get what you mean. Okay. It, it almost looked like he was carrying a basketball with him. Or a whoopee cushion. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought at first. He just took the Joker's whoopee cushion or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of a weird part of the background. Uh, and then we've got Robin fighting Riddler in uh, two different cards as well. So, yeah, all stuff that we didn't really get to see in the movie. Okay. Uh, but I don't think it was really, you know, it's not like it's based off of deleted scenes. It's just them playing around with different, like, images and stuff. They so, got to they gotta draw cool. a certain amount of images for to sell these fucking cards to the kiddies. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yep. So those are the, uh, those are the Flare Ultra cards. So... 
that's pretty cool on that. So nice. Uh, yeah. So those are, yeah, I'd say that's pretty much it on that. I know there's a short one on that, but uh, that's only because we're preparing for the longer one of the deleted scenes and storyboards and all those other things. So we didn't want to spend an extra hour and a half on those as well. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be long enough as it is when we get to that episode. So They're uh, not all two and a half hours, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now. That some yes. of them are a little bit shorter than others. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. So uh, anyway, that is superhero stuff you should know. Also means we all get to eat earlier. All right. That's right. Here we go. Big thanks to our research assistant, Dan, for putting together a lot of the visuals for this. A lot of some of the stuff I hadn't seen before, especially those uh, Flare Ultra cards. So thank you very much for that. And uh, as a quick post-credits, we were contacted by a fan named Paul Wares, who uh, was, I think I mentioned him before, he was working on a uh, Batman prequel to 89, in which uh, Batman hunts after Joe Chill, who's the accomplice to Jack Napier in that flashback. Uh, nice. But uh, he shared with us more concept art from the Tim Burton Batman films that were apparently at a DC exhibition in London. And some of them, many of them actually, that he sent over were not in our previous episodes because we just couldn't find them. So this is a Batcave concept art uh, for 89, apparently. You can kind of see that's got that charcoal sketch style that we saw of that Gotham. But uh, you can kind of see the multiple monitors of the Bat computer. It also kind of looks like if Bruce just backs his chair up way too far back, he's just going to fall over the edge. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. But if you look closely in the middle, you see a T-Rex. Oh, a shit. A T-Rex in the background. So that's a little nod there. I doubt that they had any plans to build it, but it is cool to sort of see this in there. Had no idea about it until nice, uh, nice. Paul tweeted this to us. So. That's awesome. Uh, and then we have a few others that he sent over to us from 89 and, and Return. Some of this we've seen. You know, there's the old Wayne Tower uh, on the left. Uh, Batman Returns with some sort of, like, stuff for the Red Triangle Circus. Uh, you know, the thin clown with the bomb attached mm-hmm. to him that I think was played by uh, Doug Jones in the movie. Doug Jones, yeah. Yeah. Red Triangle Circus motorcycle. Uh, a Batman Returns Batcave, different from the ones that we found in the uh, Andrew Farrago, Gina McIntyre book. Um, looks like more of the uh, more of the cockpit. Um, the Batmobile turning into... This is... Okay, so this is cool. This looks like the inside of, like, almost... Not really cross-section, but, like, what's part of the Batmobile. And seems to break down that part that's in the front of the Batmobile that always looks like he's got some sort of missile ready, but he never fires it. It's like a turbine, right? Like a plane yeah. turbine or something? That's what it's that's what it seems like. Yeah. In this breakdown. So that's, that's cool. That's supposed to, see. to connect to the afterburner or something. Like it goes straight through the back. Like I don't know, but that would mean it was go it's going right under Batman's <laughs> seat, <laughs> under Batman, seat yeah. or something. <laughs> Maybe he's got really good I'm sitting uh, my ass right on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Heat proof, whatever you call it, material there. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Or it goes through the middle. I don't know. But anyway, it is cool to yeah. see this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bat sled that was cut from the movie when it was fucking, in the merchandise of the Batman fucking store. Fucking bat sled, man. Uh, <laughs> the bat ski boat. Uh, the bat mobile with a Batman parachute. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wayne Manor with the, uh, you know, the bat signal. The, we probably uh, talked about that study. more than anybody <laughs> on the internet. Is it that, really the bat signal or is it just mirrors? 
Yeah, that, I mean, we, we covered that one for yeah, sure. Definitely. Uh, more stuff here. Uh, this looks like it's from the final shot on the left with the uh, bat signal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shrek's apartment store with the cat. The uh, More Gotham City on these. Uh, you can also kind of see a wax figure of Jack Nicholson's Joker uh, reflected off because this is from uh, Paul's pictures from the exhibit. Uh, more stuff here. The rubber ducky. Uh, well, the ducky mobile. Uh, more <laughs> umbrella stuff from the from the penguin. Penguin's lair. And Cobblepot Manor. That's the first I've seen of a concept art for that. And uh, the cemetery where the Cobblepots are buried. The Cobblepot for Mayor sticker. And then to top it all off, the Cobblepots tossing Oswald <laughs> into the river. He gets a lot of airtime. Look at that. He is they, they way really, up there. <laughs> they really throw that whole stroller <laughs> in the air. <laughs> so like that's, that's yeah. a, they're strong, man. <laughs> to do that, they're much sno- stronger in this concept art than they were in the movie. But yes. yeah. But yeah, that is uh, stuff from Paul from the DC exhibit in London. So thank you very much for that. Cool. And, thank uh, you. That's awesome. I think that is time now to segue over to the fan comments. So let's take a look nice. here from Alex Lemons. Alex has been chiming in with a lot of uh, stuff from BTAS in the comments. Brings up incoming trivia blast right at your face. <laughs> According to Bruce Tim, the giant flytrap from Pretty Poison wasn't originally envisioned to resemble a lady's flesh purse with teeth. <laughs> we have this pictured for reference on the right. <laughs> flesh purse. Oh when he God, began dude. sketching it out, said killer plant looked more akin to Audrey 2 from, you know, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, yeah. Tim thought it was boring, so he pondered other options, ultimately hitting upon a snow pea pod as a, as a design basis. Halfway through drawing it, though, he realized what it was shaping up to resemble. Bruce, Tim, decided to keep it. I'm not surprised. Uh, because he kept it, he felt it was a suitable metaphor for Poison Ivy's femme fatale nature. So. Bro. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> that's great, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like luckily, <a> vagina. <laughs> that's something I noticed when I was a kid watching this episode. But Dude, would not. The that's the other thing that the kids would not get this. Yeah. I definitely didn't. Wouldn't have gotten this as a kid for sure. Yeah, definitely. So thank you, Alex, for that. Moving yes, on thank to you. the next one. Uh, Fran Rowe brings up. This is commenting on our Batman '89 deleted scenes episode. I've never found a deleted scene. I, I saw this for the first time. I saw this the first time I saw this movie as a kid was on a special TV showcase around 1995. It was when Joker throws Alicia from the window of their apartment. That scene always stuck out to me. I cannot find that scene anywhere, nor information on it anywhere. Okay. That's interesting. I I this is I'm mixed on this. This is a great friend, but I also and this is nothing against you, but I also kind of wonder if this is a weird Mandela effect type of thing, you know, where it's like you uh, saw something that was similar from a different thing, but associated with Batman or saw Batman Returns where Christopher Walken shoves Michelle Pfeiffer out the window and sort of remembered a different version where it's Jack Nicholson throwing out Jerry Hall. I don't know, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there actually is that scene. There is no scene like that in the scripts that I read for Batman 89. So... That's kind of yeah. makes me pause and be like, eh, I don't know if this actually exists, but you know, they were rewriting shit on the fly anyway, as we've talked about for that movie. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did that, but also seems pretty elaborate for them to to do that because that would require you know the effect of shoving her out the window, probably some sort of stunt type stuff, all sorts of stuff. So I don't know. 
I but, mean, you know, if like, if anybody out there knows anything about a TV cut for '95, for '89 Batman for that was a TV cut in '95. Yeah, let us know. That'd yeah. be interesting to find out. But uh, yeah, memory is just not it's not as good as we think it is a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Especially mine. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but but for most people, I mean, even like a lot of times, eyewitness testimony is not yeah. great. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's you know, I, our memory is just not not as good as we think it is. Really, yeah, yeah. So. Especially by the time they go on the witness stand. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Someone's nervous. Fast. It's just like I think this happened. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And we've and, and in the case of movies, we've seen a billion. Most people. Uh, have seen so many movies, so it's, mm-hmm. it's easy to get the wires crossed there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, let us know if anybody knows about this. Uh, last one from Alex Guzman. Uh, about the Forever's Cave Beneath the Cave. Actually, it was Batman Returns that had the first explanation for the underground cave, or sort of. In the Batman Returns video game for DOS. Or is it DOS. 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 Shows my, that's my ignorance showing. Uh, that's uh, that's Windows at the or like a pre-Windows really kind of thing. Mm, got it. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it's for computers. Yeah. Uh, so we can see Batman running into an underground cave with a flowing river where the bat ski boat is found before he goes off to to uh, fight Penguin. So I guess the river connects to the sewers at some specific point. You can check the gameplay at the ten thirty four minute. And he attached this video and I attached the screenshots too. It says Batman dashes through the caverns racing deep into the subterranean lair until he reaches the bat ski boat. So okay. that's pretty cool. Thanks a lot, Alex, for uh, yeah. adding that. It does foreshadow the cave beneath the cave. In uh, deep, Kind of Forever. a deep cut. Batman for DOS, man. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Future episode, maybe. Excellent sleuth DOS. work. Yes. <laughs> Coming soon to HyperX.com, HP.com, and more fine retailers. The HyperX Cloud Alpha Wireless. The Cloud Alpha Wireless gets up to 300 hours of battery life, so you'll spend less time charging your headset and more time charging into action. The dual chamber drivers enhanced by premium DTS Headphone X spatial audio provide reduced distortion, allowing you to hear audio cues with pinpoint precision. Up to 300 hours of battery, two chambers, zero wires, the new HyperX Cloud Alpha Wireless. And so that brings us over to the uh, shout-outs. Oh, man, you know, it's that time again. So we want to thank Shasta, Leomo, Superman, Douglas P. Dandy, Aaron Willick, Nick Noag, Jeffrey R. Askers, Webb, Alex of the What Mean Podcast, Ian Justice, Jared P., Jamie H., Rochelle L., Skyler, <gasps> TD, Sketchcraft, Braxton W., Renee V., JD, Logan Wood, Shane, who is Shane Helms on, oh, Shane Helms 121 on Instagram, Griffin W., Daniel V., Pete B., Halsey C., Maurice D., and Jonathan Please uh, join us on Patreon. We'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, uh, other mm-hmm. supporters are uh, Spark Geddon, SECT Productions, Robert Schumann, Kukin Noms, Matt Herring, Elijah Beach, Amrock Balls, E&H, Walter the Wobot, John Wells, Rye Guy, Jackson Putnam, Tway N, Watson, who is Stage Battle on Instagram, Joey, who is at who is w, w.media on Instagram, Paul G, and Derek O. And I think, thank you, everybody, but I think starting next episode, and Ben, maybe <laughs> we can talk about this, yes. we'll just, we'll just uh, read off the people that are new okay yep uh so yeah um let us know if you, everybody's against that 
let us know in the comments, but I think we're going to start doing it that way if you, if that's okay with, with everybody listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, join the uh, Shasta Army. That's the $1 tier on Instagram. I mean, on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram's <laughs> charging now. Yeah, Instagram's charging. So, yeah, patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod is our Patreon URL. And, uh, yeah, the $1 tier gets you that shout-out there. And shout-out for the first time going forward, but then you'll be on the list. Uh, you'll remain on the list as long as you're part of the $1 tier. So mm-hmm. there's that. And um, then we have the $5 tier, which is uh, where you get the whole other show, The Deeper Dive. Essentially, get us twice a week instead of once a week. That comes out every Friday. This show right here on YouTube you're watching now is every Monday. So, uh, yeah, if you want twice the fun, uh, join us at the $5 tier. And if you want even more, the $10 tier, everybody. Come on. The monthly mm-hmm. meetup. We just uh, talked about Batman screen tests all together last mm-hmm. week. And, uh, yeah, if you're at the $10 tier, you get the 5 and $1 tier benefits. But the $10 tier, that is a, uh, you know, like a Zoom-like call with uh, listeners and we all chat and talk about chat together and we talk about like the topic at hand and watch uh related videos or whatever uh all together so yeah and also if you miss it it's still available to watch later on because mm-hmm. it is recorded and and just have to be part of the ten dollar tier to get it so there you go superhousepod.redbubble.com superhero stuff pod.threadless.com someone's at the door at my house um, anyway, um, I think it's Postmates for my wife. Anyway, so um, Ben Man and Indeed Wizard mugs, shirts, shower curtains, all kinds of shit. Uh, artwork by Stefan Santa Cruz, not Zach on those in particular. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Uh, we don't have any concrete plans, but maybe in the future. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Go to Threadless or uh, Redbubble for that. Please send us some audio. To uh, oh, and Zacula, I didn't mention Zacula. Got to mention that. Took us forever to make, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, send us some audio to superhousepodcast at gmail.com. We we're missing some lately. We need some audio, so please send us a little something. I'm mm-hmm. Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Instagram and Twitter. Thunderwolf lives on YouTube. Thunderwolfdrew.com is my, has my pictures and my videos and everything that I do in one place, except for. Um, you know, this podcast. Well, I do link this podcast on there. But uh, then I also have AmanoRecon.com. That's A-M-A-N-O-R-E-C-O-N.com. This is a R-rated, basically think Power Rangers meets uh, Stranger Things, uh, original idea uh, film that we're going to crowdfund at some point soon. We are, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be perfectly open with you. We are scheduling the date right now, trying to get everybody together for the, uh, a reshoot we need. So, not a reshoot, but pickups. We missed some shots. We're going to need, we need pickups for, for that. So that's what's happening. Um, but we do have a 17-second teaser right on the front page at AminoRecon.com. And this poster art is from Zach. And that's it for me, Ben. Shout-out to Comic Capital on Instagram for your support, as well as the Everything Entertainment Club on Clubhouse. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter, Superhouse Pod, Instagram, Superhero Stuff Pod, TikTok, Superhero Stuff Pod, and Vero, Superhero Stuff Pod. 
My website is benwanrider.com, where you can read my Gotham spec, Gotham Vampire, where a young Bruce faces off against the Mad Monk, as well as my spec script for Elementary called The Death of Sherlock Holmes, a modern update on the classic story, The Adventure of the Dying Detective, and Curb Your Enthusiasm, Disneyland, the Curb episode they could never make, where Larry David goes to Disneyland. So, uh, my YouTube channel is in the description below, where you can also check out my audio project, Doctor Who, The Ronin of Time, in which the 8th Doctor meets Miyamoto Musashi in ancient Japan. My personal Instagram is Rider. My son's Instagram is Alfred Pennyworth Kent. I'm going to embarrass him now and bring him on as he sleeps. <laughs> embarrass that. So there he is. That pussy. <laughs> embarrassed little boy who's been sleeping this whole time after he's been pretty much screaming around in the first half of this look episode. Look at that. So, look yes. at him. Yes. Ginger he's cats. Sleepy. Yes. So, anyway, you can follow Alfie at Alfie Pennyworth Cat, but if you have an Alfie of your own, or any sort of cat who likes to scream during your podcast recording, <laughs> like we, like both of us do, then you can we get the We do have a lot box. of listeners with their own podcast, too. That's true, too, yeah. Which is so, cool, yeah. Yeah. All right, so sorry, get, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Get the whisker box for them. Maybe that'll cut down on them screaming. I clearly have not learned my lesson. <laughs> Neither is Andrew. Both of our cats are screaming during recordings. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if we got them the whisker box, <laughs> they would not be screaming anymore. But it's the only cat box for the crazy cat lady and gent. And if you have a dog, then lucky you, because you probably don't have... Well, they probably are still barking in the lucky background. Lucky you. Just like, <laughs> just like with Kevin Smith, but... You can give your dog exactly what they want with the BarkBox, y'all. Use the promo link that we have at SuperheroStuffPod.com slash shop. You can get the first month off free, valued at $35. And you can also use our promo link for Manscaped, as you probably heard in the middle of it. Use our promo code. Unless you skipped that shit like a motherfucker. (laughs) Please don't. But, you know, I know what you do. Yes. If they skip (laughs) that, they're probably not watching this. But anyway, you can use. That's true. You can use the promo That's code true. Johnson's Ballsack for Manscaped. <laughs> Get 20% off to groom your own ballsack. We can't believe that that's, that's back, but it is the perfect promo code for our partnership with Manscaped. Help us out. Help yourself oh, out. Shit, Help your lady out if you're, you know, <clears throat> if you're in a relationship and you need it for that. But whatever the case is, use the Manscaped, and uh, we'll all be happy with that. Keep your shit Primped, prepped, and cleaned with <laughs> with Johnson with, Ball Sack. I with, mean, with Manscaped. <laughs> and yeah, this is a whole other ad read. <laughs> with the code Johnson's Ball Sack. <laughs> All right. We made it. <laughs> we made it. And we know we want you to do us a favor. We want you to tell all your friends about us. And listen, Dick. <laughs> That's a different movie. I don't give a fuck. You, dick. She wants to kill you, dick. Free hashtag free dick. <laughs>